This is a Just Barbarian Things actual play podcast. Consider this your only warning. Our games may contain themes and language not suitable for all listeners. So Carl takes the path littered with yellow leaves, and he comes upon a clearing where another, older cabin resides the trail moving on past it to whatever is beyond. But the cabin itself causes Carl to pause because this is the cabin from your nightmare. What would you like to do? I would like to reconnoiter the ridge, so to speak. I want to take a look around the surrounding area of the cabin. Okay. So looking around the cabin, the area doesn't seem very distinct in any particular way. Um, There are obviously um, trees in the periphery, although there is a clearing around the cabin itself. Uh, There's an obvious trail, a path that continues on past the cabin towards the east. but beyond that, I mean, just an old cabin. What are you looking for? I'm just wanting to see what the lay of the land around the cabin is in, in terms of just, you know, if, if there's anything out of the ordinary around it, barrels with, de- you know, decomposing bodies in them. I mean, like, what's just getting, you know what I mean? No? All right. But so I guess it's just like nothing. It's just a kind of a clearing with a cabin in it. Right, All exactly. Right. Okay, that's, and that's fine. If there's you no know, nothing more strange than dead leaves on the ground, that's fine. I just wanted to check. You know, walk around the grounds before plunging, right. you know, head first. I mean, walking around, since there's not a lot of things around the building itself, you do notice that it is a very old construction. It's not very well maintained. Um, it, you know, it seems like an old, perhaps abandoned cabin. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll just, uh, you know, head, head to the front door and examine it. All right. So examining the door, you can see that it's, there's not really, um, there's not a knob. It's not modern in any way. It's, um, a very simple latch mechanism that allows it to be opened. Are there any windows? Not like in the door or the walls of the cabin or anything like that? There is not a window in the door. There are windows around the outside, but they are curtained. Okay. So the curtains are drawn across the windows, so I can't see in. Yes. All right. Yeah, let's, uh, let's check it out. Let's go inside. All right. So you move the latch, push the door open, Mm -hmm. and you can see inside that there are signs of use. There are what look like some sort of old army uniforms hung on pegs, like on the wall of the cabin. Um, There are knives on the table that appear to be stained with blood. There are very long dead animals hung from hooks in the ceiling, like old um, hunts 
that were stored for use. Um, and you can see an old rifle standing in one corner. It's uh, clearly rusted. I'll have you go ahead and make a spot hidden roll. Man, this is weird already. 79. So no love on that spot hidden. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a history roll or something that you think would be um, adequate for identifying more about the uniforms or the weapons or anything like that. I think history is going to be where it's at, I think. <laughs> wow, a 99. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a fumble at 99. Like, isn't a fumble a 96 plus? Is that what it says on your stuff? Yeah, it says 100 slash 96 plus for fumble. So I'm not 100% how. All right, I guess means. we'll pause then. Hold on. All right, so it looks like because that skill is a lower skill for you, then yes, that would be a fumble. Okay. So you're just really freaked out right now. Mm -hmm. um, all you can think about is that horrible nightmare you had where these kind of creatures, these humanoid things were calling to you to come to this place and join them. Yeah. And now you're here. Right. Yeah, I have the heebie-jeebies for sure in here. All right, what would you like to do? I mean, we looked around in the cabin, and it's it's all one room. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot to, to, I don't know, look at in here really. Right. Like I said, there are kind of uniforms and some hats hanging on pegs. There's an old rifle standing in the corner. There are some uh, long dead animals hanging from hooks. It smells kind of musty and rotten in here. Okay. And there are knives on the table in a corner of the room by a stove um, that do appear to be bloodstained. I, I guess I'll examine the, the table and its contents, particularly the knives, just, I mean, to see if they uh, appear fresh at all. So going over to the table to look at the knives, um, the blood on it is not like, if it was old, it would be kind of like dark and brownish and flaking away. Um, but this looks relatively fresh and the knives look very similar to the one that you found near the body of the artist. Okay. That's actually a interesting clue to me, I think, because... Um, it suggests that there's something, I don't know, out of whack time-wise here. That these old knives are not only in this cabin, but out in the world being used to stab, you know, artists. So I guess uh, I'd like to investigate the, the rest of the cabin then, I think. Like, um... You know, just look at the, the jump out items, uniforms, rifle, that sort of thing. Just to give them a quick once over. All right. So looking at the uniforms, um, they're not quite as dusty as you might expect um, for as old as they look. Um, like I said, with your fumbled history roll, you don't really recognize them mm -hmm. um, very specifically. 
Um, but they do look like some sort of older looking um, army uniform of some type. And they maybe have, um, I mean, do they show signs of recent wear and use? Or well, what skill like... do you think would be relevant for you to tell that? Uh, gosh, there's, I was thinking like I investigate, but it's not really a thing here. Um, I guess the closest is spot hidden. Okay, then do that. Eight. So, all right, good. And that is a hard success. All right. So they definitely look like they've been used. Um, like I said, they're not dusty at all. Um, they don't show signs that they've been like hanging from the same peg in the same position for an incredibly long time. Um, they've definitely been moved and replaced in this location. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of, I mean, that's interesting. All right. Uh, what else was there to investigate? Just the rifle, I guess. So I'll check that out next. Okay. Um, it's an, like I said, you would recognize it as looking rather old in its make. It's obviously not been maintained. It's very clearly rusted. Any of the parts move or is it rusted solid? Um, if you'd want to make your rifle check to try to evaluate it. Ooh, nine. All right. So I think that's going to be another hard success. Let's see. Yes. Okay. And you've already checked rifles, correct? Uh, no. Okay. So kind of going through and like evaluating the rifle, it is not functional. Um, it looks like, unlike the knives, which seem to have been used recently, this has not been used um, really at all. And you recognize it from your weapon training. This is a Civil War era rifle. Hmm. Okay. A Civil War era rifle that is uh, appropriately aged and rusted shut and not in good repair. Right. It looks like it probably has not been touched since very near that time. Okay. Uh. Well... I think, I, I don't know. I think that's about it uh, in this cabin here. Like, there's really nothing else. I don't think that's jumping out at me to take a look at. So I guess I'd see if there's a, a path out of here or around here or any signs of any sort of, um, you know, trail to where I should proceed next to try to find the missing girl. Well, like I said, there is a clear path that leads away from the cabin to the east. Um, other than that, the only clear trail would be the one you came in on. Okay. Uh, well, let's check out that path to the east then. All right. So, following the trail past the cabin, you find yourself at the edge of a black and stagnant lake. This looks familiar. From my dream and from the painting. You didn't have a dream about the lake, I don't think. Oh. I thought I dreamt about the lake. So I only recognize this from the painting then? Well, I mean, it's a lake. Mm. But you're not super concerned with the lake at this point because what you find yourself kind of 
locking onto are the five people strapped to poles on the beach. They're, They're about five meters from the water's edge. What? Okay. Each of them is pierced through the chest with a two-foot metallic spine. Blood and viscera cover the unfortunate souls. I'd like you to make a sanity roll, please. Oh, goodness. I have to beat my current score, yeah? Yes, that is correct. I did not beat my current score. All right, roll 1d6. Three. All right, so you lose three sanity. One, two, three. Oh, man. And this is what the scene looks like. I don't know that I needed an actual picture. (laughs) This is terrible. Oh, wow. That spike is not straight. It's like a twisted, weird thorn. And that lady does not look... Oh, man. That's... Wow. What would you like to do? Uh... (laughs) I'd like to flee the scene, but I don't know that that's necessarily what I should do. It's taken every bit of intestinal fortitude to just stay um, on scene here. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I'll see if I can help anybody, you know, if there's anyone I can, uh, you know, help. <laughs> But all right. All right. I, I'm assuming that these folks are all dead. So as you approach the bodies, assuming based on what this looks like that they are most likely dead, you quite clearly see that they are actually still moving, struggling for breath through what is obviously pain. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to make another sanity roll, please. Oh, Oh, no. <laughs> That's all zeros across the board. You mean a hundo? That's a that's a natural hundo right there. All right, so you lose four sanity. Oh, oh, oh okay. I don't, I mean, I might, I'm about to break here. All right, so let's go ahead Three, and find you a suitable sort of mental issue for your loss of sanity because you've had quite a bit over the course of the last couple days yes i've gone from 27 to 15 so right quick pause because i have to pull up a fun list okay all right so i need you to roll 1d10 please 1d10 coming up and three all right you kind of black out. Ooh, woozy. Oof. And when you come to your senses, back you have found yourself away from the scene by the lake. Okay. You are outside the cabin once again. It appears you fled um, in the time between. But obviously something else happened to you as well. Maybe you were running through the brush. You're not sure, but looking down at your arms and kind of feeling yourself over, running your hand over your face, you find that you are kind of bruised and scratched up, kind of battered a bit. Roughed up a little bit. 
Huh. So it does stand to reason that I might have fled through the, the woods blindly in a panic. All right. Um, what are your current hit points? My current hit points, uh, 27. All right. They are now 20. Ooh. All right. So you're feeling it. That's, yeah. I feel it. Okay. Man. So I can get up and dust myself off. And yep. You're kind of like coming back to yourself. Your breathing is getting more steady. Um, but yeah, the that scene of the people still living kind of stuck to poles with these crazy looking spines. Um, yeah. It was beyond your ability to handle it. Yeah, point. those were like thorns or something. Those were, Those spines were not what I was expecting. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty bad. Uh, can I do just like a quick status check on myself as far as like, you know, do I still have all my stuff, all my effects? Do I have all my weapons? If so, are they, uh, in good order? Yeah. So kind of checking through everything, it looks like none of your items were dropped or taken or anything like that. Everything appears to be in good order except for you. Hmm. Huh. So that that further backs up the notion that I just kind of panicked and fled in a fugue state, so to speak, from the scene of that insanity. Uh, I, just, I really don't know that I would go back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like a bad Yelp review, not going back. <laughs> So, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, am I? I'm back in the clearing by the cabin. You say yes. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, so obviously, you could backtrack. Um, to the place where the two paths diverged. Mm-hmm. Um, or I mean, with your compass and your direction sense and things like that, you could also head to where you saw the glowy light. Um. The previous evening um you know whatever you want to do there are still options available to you yeah let's backtrack a little bit until the point where the paths diverge and then um maybe take the other path okay so you go back uh to where the paths diverge near the place where kind of in an almost eerily similar scene um a man is impaled on a tree near the cabin where you shot Harris. Right. And you take the well-worn path. Mm-hmm. And following that for a way, um, up ahead, you can see what appears to be a work site of some kind. You can see sort of um, a gate up ahead on the path that looks uh, large enough to admit trucks through and things like that. Um, tell me a little bit about how you'd like to approach. So this is a well-worn path with a gate. Yep. And it's There's... a big enough gate to admit trucks. Okay. Um, I think I would like to skulk up to, <laughs> up to this, you know, uh, kind of sneak up to it. I, I don't, I'm a little, you know, leery of encounters right now, sure. especially given the last few that I've had. So, so I know most of your background 
comes from D&D and other action-oriented games. Mm -hmm. So I would like you to keep in mind as well, just so that you know all of your options. Obviously, you can go up and investigate, and you can be cautious with your approach and things like that. That's fine. But you can also kind of find a spot and observe for a while as well. That's also an option and things like that. So keep in mind, you can do things a little bit more passive as well if you want to, especially since you're alone. Sometimes that can be a good idea. That sounds good. I mean, that's like what I like to do, you know, is kind of look and see what I can find out about something before rushing into the encounter headlong. I'm very cautious. So I would like you to roll stealth to get a little bit closer to where you might be able to see what's in the area. All right. Come on, baby. Uh, 12. So that's really good. Uh, That is a hard success. That's almost an extreme success. Did you check your stealth already? I did. Okay. So... Moving a bit closer, you can see that there isn't really a fence around this site. There's a gate to kind of cut off access to this kind of path road thing. Um, But otherwise, the natural tree line is sort of the boundary of the site. Okay. And what you can see is there is uh, in the distance, and you kind of shudder as you look at it, Hmm. but to the east, you can see the dark form of the lake. Oh, yeah. That lake holds bad memories for me. And um, in this clearing, which it kind of looks almost like an old scar in the forest, like it's a natural clearing that's been here for a while, um, there are a few kind of cabin-like outbuildings, and there is a large kind of hole in the middle of the clearing And as you watch, you can see what appear to be workers going between the hole and one of the cabins carrying ropes and tools. Hmm. Okay. So this is probably the quarry site or or dig site. Is it actually a quarry site? Did I find that out over the course of this? Or did did I just assign that to Uh, what's going on here in my head? He told you that they were... Um, setting up like the creation of a reservoir. Okay. So it's a dig site, but not archaeological or whatever. It's they're construction, constructing a reservoir. That is what you were told. Yes. Okay. I don't know why I had it in my head that it was a quarry. Probably because of the dynamite, like that you're kind of thinking along those lines. Hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But he told you that they were surveying and, working for the creation of a, a reservoir. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, let's see if I can get a closer look at the uh, the pit, the All dig right. site. I'll need you to roll another stealth to see if you can kind of leave the safety of the tree line. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. I thought I had binoculars, but I don't. So, mm. all right, sixty-nine. So just your favorite roll. Barely. I know, right? Like, <laughs> this is the third one this adventure. It's crazy. Uh, just barely a success. But it is a success. But it is a success. Awesome. So you don't feel like you're being very stealthy, um, but no one seems to really take notice of you. The din of kind of the sound of like picks on rock and things like that um 
really seems to cover up a lot of your movement and you're able to kind of skirt around on the opposite side of where those buildings are so that you're not on the side where they're kind of moving between the buildings and the hole. You're kind of circling around so you can come the other way mm-hmm. and not be in that path. Okay. Um, and as you kind of look down into the pit, you can see on here, I'll kind of give you an idea. Uh, no, it doesn't really look like that yet. Uh, yeah. Looking down, you can see inside there is a large bluish crystal in the middle of the hole that they seem to be digging out. Um, okay. There you go. The crystal, as you look at it, seems to glow with an inner light. And they're kind of digging the rock around it and starting to affix ropes and things like that. And as you kind of observe that, you notice looking towards, because you have a really good clear shot to the lake at this point, Uh you can see that they've been setting up poles leading to the lake or leading from the lake, one or the other. Um, And it looks like they're setting up some sort of pulley system, perhaps to lift the crystal. I'll show you what the dig site looks like. So you can see their outbuildings and kind of this pole system they're starting to set up. Okay. Leading to the hole. Um, okay. So these poles leading off this uh, cleared path, and this is a very large swath of forest. Yes. That constitutes this path. That's going towards the lake. Is that the lake I see in the distance? That is the lake that you see in the distance. So just kind of extrapolating from this, it looks like these folks are fixing to try to move this crystal from its resting place to the lake. That could be possible. I'd like you to go ahead and make uh, your natural world check. Uh, Unless you have a better science or something. No, uh, no, that's a success. Okay, awesome. The scar that you see that creates this clearing, to you it looks like some sort of celestial body fell to earth and kind of created this scar in the woods. Okay. I see. So this wasn't cleared by men. It was cleared by nature. Correct. And wow. Okay. And there's nothing growing there. Right. Hmm. Okay. Curiouser and curiouser. From here, you can also see the outbuildings a little bit more clearly. And it looks like each of them has a little sign on the door with Hmm. a label for what the building apparently is for. Um, From here, you can't read the signs, um, but you definitely can see that there are multiple outbuildings. So let me grab that for you. There are five of these makeshift buildings that look like they've gone up very recently. Hmm. Okay. So this is the infamous dig site. What's infamous now 
but it was innocent before. So, hmm. I don't know that there'd necessarily be anything to be gained by going into it, you know what I mean, and confronting anyone, because it's pretty clear what's going on. I just don't necessarily have the why, you know, of it. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm out here ostensibly to find this kidnapped girl, but right. you know, it just doesn't seem very likely to me that she would show up at this dig site that her dad runs. But, uh, I mean, what are my other options? I backtracked to the divergent path and ended up here. The path diverged at the cabin where Harris was saying, give her back or get away. Right. And, uh, I could have investigated the source of the blue glow, but it seems like I found that also. I mean, does it seem like it matches up with the location, this crystal yes. and everything? That the direction definitely in? matches up. So all signs are pointing to this place. Yep. So, so I'm assuming you're not going to keep standing near the hole while mm, you're sneaking mm, around. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So what you see, you continue to see men moving back and forth from the hole carrying additional supplies. Um, you do see a man by the gate kind of manning it. Mm-hmm. A man manning the gate. <laughs> man, 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 man. Um, and like I said, you see the the five little makeshift outbuildings. Um, as the sun begins to go down, because you've been watching this area for a while, you can see that they're kind of affixing a rope along this pole system um, and throwing that down into the hole as well. Okay. So they're going to continue to work at least up until sunset because it's dusk right now, you were saying. It's getting to it. Like the sun's starting to go down. Okay. Um, so do I go for the gate approach or do I enter the dig site by other means? Hmm. That's the question. I'm not a very social guy, so I don't think I'm going to talk my way past the gate guard, you know, uh, unless, unless I'm completely honest with the guy, you know, about my intentions in the area. So I think that's an option. Option one. Walk up to the gate, tell the guy why I'm out here and on whose authority I'm investigating. Right. Which would probably be his boss. Um, or I sneak into the camp and look around um, that way. And honestly, I think I'm going to opt for number two. It does match your skill set more, which means it's more in line with what your character is likely to do. Right. So that makes sense. I think that's how I tend to get things done. Sure. You know, when in doubt, skulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to try to sneak into the camp, infiltrate it, if you will, uh, and look around for um, the uh, the missing girl. Okay. So. Thirsty stone my ass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Sorry, say again exactly what you're wanting to do. I'd like to sneak into the camp and infiltrate it, if if you will, and look around through the buildings and such for the missing girl. Okay. Go ahead and roll your stealth. See if you can get close enough to evaluate the buildings, and we'll go from there. Okay. 23. Hard success. All right. So especially with the sun starting to go down, you find it easy to move among the shadows, especially since most of the workforce really seems focused on the hole mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and what you can see is that the buildings are very neatly labeled with little signs on the door. So one of them says office. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them says quarters. One of them says mess. Okay. One of them says kitchen. Hmm. I'm guessing mess and quarters are right next to each other. Uh, Kitchen, mess, and quarters are all kind of in a nice little line there. Hmm. And then one says storage. Okay. So I've snuck close enough to to see the labels on the buildings. You can see that the building marked office, um, kitchen, mess, and quarters all have windows, but the storage building does not. It's more like a shed. Windows. All righty. I agree completely with Maisie (laughs) that... I should sneak up and look in the windows of each of the buildings. Which one? Which one's closest? Well, they're all in a nice little line. So depending on how you're approaching them, any of them could be closest. Okay. They're all in kind of the outskirts of the perimeter, if you will, of the of the site. All right. Um, well, I mean, I guess just start with the office. Okay, and the office is the one closest to the gate, obviously, as well. Um, so I'd like you, well, actually looking through the window would be pretty apparent. You do see it's, it is office, like there's a desk and various tables set up in there. Um, there is a man sitting at the desk. So I'd like you to roll stealth to make sure that you're not noticed through the window. He might notice me. It all hinges on this. It's for all the marbles. Whew. All right. Um, 30. So that is a, another hard success. All right. So you're quiet. The light is dim. You know, he doesn't seem to be looking up for what he's doing. You can see that the man is sitting at a desk where there are geological survey maps of the area with um, various places marked. Um, you can see some very basic sort of laboratory looking equipment on one of the tables, um, and a few chairs around the main desk. Hmm. Okay. He's the only guy in there that I can see. Yes. One guy, lab equipment. That's interesting. Why you'd need lab equipment here. Hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the quarters. Okay. So looking through the window, 
you can see that they are not currently in use, but there are multiple bunks kind of lined up around the room. Okay. Makes sense. All righty. And the mess. Uh, the mess has um, a bunch of long tables with benches. Mm-hmm. Again, seems to match the label. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you'd expect in a mess hall at a labor camp like this. And moving on to the kitchen. Uh, The kitchen has um, a couple of work tables, a very simple kind of stove setup. Um, There seems to be kind of a storage area for food and sundry. Um, You do see a few kind of crates and casks and such um, in, in the room as well. It's a kitchen with a pantry. Nothing fancy. All right. Well, we're on to the storage here then, and I can't look through the window. Right. So does it only have one door? Yes, around the front. One door. Okay. Can I get to the door without being seen? Can you? Let's find out. All right. Um, That's a negative. I cannot. I rolled a 94. Ooh. So not... Not a fumble. Not a fumble. But a fail. Right. So you move around to the front of the building, Mm. relatively silently, actually. Oh. Um, And you get to the door, and you go to the latch, because it's a storage shed, so whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And as you go to lift it, you don't notice that there is kind of a like a lock on it it's a modern building so you go and basically jiggle the knob mm-hmm. um and the noise is much louder than you expected and someone just happens to be wandering by at that moment Oof, bad timing and he's like hey what are you doing here mm. uh, huh. don't don't you know we're working with some dangerous materials here we're surveying. This is not a safe area. You would need to leave. I'm just looking for the latrine, I say, in my best American <laughs> drawl. <laughs> Buddy, we're in the woods. Uh, oh, um, new, new here. Sorry. What are you doing here? I was just sent up to help with the ropes and, and such. All right, what skill do you want to use to try to convince him of this? <laughs> um, so I'm looking for something akin to uh, subterfuge um, or, you know, lie. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Um, I... So I don't have performance. I you don't have persuade. Have you have fast talk. Fast talk so, is usually going to be your subterfuge. Yeah, there you thing. go. So I'm I'm trying fast talk, but this is terrible because I'm not trained in this like at all. Right. So 
if I make this, it's gonna be a miracle, boys and girls. Let's let's see what we got. Forty-seven. No good. I needed a five or better. So <laughs> it's like try again, buddy. What are you trying to? Are you against the building of a reservoir to help the town? Like what? What's your issue here? All right. So time to time to shift gears with this guy. And I'm going to try something uh, bold with here, with this here. I'm just going to tell him the truth. Okay. Straight up. So uh, all right, look, I'll level with you. I am part of the local posse looking for Mr. Um, what's the dude's name? I don't remember the, 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 the big big wig whose daughter got took in uh mr strong i believe is his name right mr strong's kidnapped daughter he was she was taken into these woods by a gang of um gangsters and uh kidnapped and he has charged us with finding her at all costs and my investigation has led me here and that's who i'm looking for sorry guy this is, it's just a surveying site for the reservoir. Well, then in that case, you won't mind me looking around a bit, will you? That's not up to me. But if you'll come with me, I can take you to the boss's office. Oh, splendid. Let's, let's see what he has to say. Yes, let's. And so he leads you to the building marked office, opens the door, and he says, uh, Mr. White, we have a, a visitor. Mm. And the man stands from behind the desk. Uh, he's, you know, middle-aged, but seems to be in good enough shape, um, wearing a comfortable sort of linen suit. And he uh, kind of gives you a little bit of a smile. And he gestures towards the chairs in front of his desk and says, please have a, have a seat. Uh, what brings you here? Mr. White, is it? Yes. My name is Carl Loft. I have been tasked Ah, with... Carl. I am also a Carl. Mr. Carl White. Ah, what a charming coincidence. I've been tasked by uh, Mr. Strong uh, from the local town to find his kidnapped daughter. Tragic. I'm sure you've heard of this. Um, and my investigation has led me here almost inexorably. And I am just trying to do everything I can to find this poor unfortunate and return her to her family safely. So his face kind of falls a bit and he looks pensive and sad. And he's like, ah, oh, that makes sense why boss hasn't been by in a few days, if that's what's happening. We certainly hadn't heard um, of the events. We've just been, you know, working as we do. Um Mr. Strong was interested in building a reservoir. We did some surveying for him, and we found some pretty strong evidence that there might be platinum in the area. So we're doing some excavations to see if that's the case. But uh, if you'd like a look around, I can certainly give you a tour. Oh well, that should be uh, that should be great. Let's let's take a look around. All right. So, you know, he gets up and kind of walks you outside. And he 
gestures to the hole. He doesn't bring you to it, uh, but he says, and that's the primary area where we're digging to look to see if there is platinum as we thought there might be. Um, we haven't found any yet, but we're thinking there might be a good vein down here. Seems dangerous. Let's not get too close. Oh, don't worry. I wouldn't bring you too close to the site, Les. We are using, well, I don't know how long you've been out here, but, you know, explosives to do some excavating and things like that. Ah, as I'm sure you would. Sounds appropriate. You know, it takes deep blasting to get to platinum, so. Mm, indeed. It's quite the process. I'd like to start walking, you know, uh, edging my way, so to speak, towards the storage room where I was, because that's the only building I haven't investigated so far. And he's like, huh, you know, don't get too far ahead. Like, you want to see everything? I'll make sure you see everything, because he's going in order of the buildings from the office, and the storage is the farthest one. Right. So uh, he's like, huh, this way, Carl, this way. No, I think that I'd like to kind of, if I can, go rogue on this here. I mean, I, I don't need to let this guy lead me around by the nose. I can lead him, you know, and say, why don't we start with the storage room and and start making my way towards there. All right. He kind of gives you a look. He says, as you like. And he walks up to the cabin marked storage, uh, grabs a key from his belt, unlocks the door. Swings it open, and you see the outline of bound people before he roughly shoves you into the building. Oh, no. He got the drop on me. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'd like you to go ahead and make a dexterity check. Oh, All right. A straight-up dexterity check. This ought to be good. All right. 82. Success. Not the best success. But a success. All right. So you don't fall. You kind of keep your feet, but you are kind of pushed into the building. And for a moment, because you do have your wits about you, because like I said, you aren't kind of pushed to the ground or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Through the light that's coming in the door, because the building itself is dark. There's no windows, right? Right. Um, you can make out... Um, it's kind of, the shed's kind of divided into two sections. There's this little room on the side where you see these bound people. Hmm. Um, and you can see that there's three of them in there. There is, um, a young woman from the looks, like you can mostly see silhouettes, but you can see a young woman, um, and you can see a man and a younger boy, maybe a teenage boy at most. Hmm. Okay. Um, and you can see, um, that he kind of is signaling for men to come over and he's going to, he's in the meantime, he's closing the door. Okay. What would you like to do? So a dude shoved me in the room and he didn't slam the door and lock it or anything. He shoved me in and he's closing it and he's waving other dudes. Right. In. This There's is kind of split second. Right like he's pushed you and he's kind of signaling as he's closing the door okay. to kind of trap you in there. Well, I mean, that strikes two and three right there, pal. I'd like to quick draw my pistol and cover him. Stop right there. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and roll your intimidate. He's, he's accosted me. 
he's he, he's put hands upon my person. <laughs> okay. How rude. <laughs> How rude. How very droll. Okay, uh the very idea. Um intimidate, intimidate, intimidate. Ooh. I'm not very intimidating. No, kind of none of your guy. social skills are there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you care to guess what is it, it is? Is it a 69? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is a fail, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's not. Because I'm sure you have the default of 15. Yes. Okay. So he just quickly slams the door and you hear him through the wood of the door say, you cannot stop what has already begun. We will join him. Okay. I'm dealing with crazy people. I mean, all right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm in here. Do I hear the door lock or anything like that? Yeah. So he's locking the door right now, unless you want to do something. No, I think I can deal with the lock later. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm armed. I have a pistol, a shotgun. I have my pack with my lantern. I mean, you know, I'd I like you to make a listen check. Any of my stuff. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, balls. Okay. Uh, 78. So my listen's really good, but that's not going to cut it. Okay. Um, what's my luck at right now? Um, you know what? I'm going to use a whopping eight points of wow. luck okay. to make this listen check happen. All right. Go ahead and spend it. Even though the door muffles the sound and the girl and the younger boy in the room start to kind of whimper a bit, uh, making it difficult to hear, you are able to make out um, Carl White, um, not you, uh, the man outside, speaking to his underlings. And he says, it's almost nightfall. We'll let them handle him. Okay, we need to get the heck out of here. <laughs> is what's going on right now. Now, at this point in this storage shed, is it like really dark or what's going on with that here? It is pitch black in here. Okay, so we need some light. So I'm going to break out my lantern. Sure. So once again, having a light just makes things feel better, mm, you know? That, yeah. Um, <laughs> everything feels a little bit more handleable right now. You're not bound at this point. Yeah. Um, you can clearly see that the other three are. And now with light in the room, you can identify the girl from the pictures that you saw at the meeting as Jane Strong. Jane Strong is found. Okay. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion that this man and boy are father and son, and it's the guys I met on the road. When... They are not the people that you met on the road. Oh, my intuition fails me. Okay. Although, I mean, I know it's been a while. They did tell you that they had companions that were also father and son. Mm, okay. So the different uh, father and son from the same hunting party. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, maybe. I, I would look at them and I guess be able to glean that information pretty easily based on their... Well, you know the names of the supposed duo if you wanted to use that to try to check. Okay, yeah, let's see if we can start, you know, marshalling our forces such as they are in this little group. Because I've just lit my lantern. Right. They, you know, there's this They squint a little against the light. It seems like they've been stuck in a dark place for a while. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, what are their names? Uh, the man's name was Brian that you were told about with his son, Arthur. And he told you that Brian had a big Texas hat. You don't see any hat on the head of this man, though. Okay, that's all right. Um, sounds good. So I'll see if I can kind of run the room because th- that's only three people in here, right? Yes. Okay. So there's definitely more space, but these are the only three in here currently. Having lit the lantern, provided a light source. Sure. Um, I would like to point at the young lady and say, uh, Jane Strong, I presume. She raises her head to you and says, yes. And they're all bound hand and foot. They're basically bound in that stereotypical, like around the torso with your arms held oh, down way. Okay, gotcha. Like like some guy with like a stovepipe hat and a, right. a long mustache that train you tracks villain. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and that might make you uh, Brian and young Arthur. Is that correct? How do you, how do you know who we are? I ran into your friends on the road on my way here. Um, are, are they okay? They seem to be on their way out. Ascertaining the situation is dangerous. Turns out I was very wise in retrospect. I'm sure you'd agree. Anyway, let's get you unbound straight away. I'm going to start untying, actually, Brian first. Okay. The man? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's another able-bodied man in the room. He's going to yes. make the strongest ally if we have to fight, is my thinking. Right. So, um... Rather than cut the rope in Hollywood fashion, because it's always upsetting when people just cut rope willy-nilly. You know how hard it is to make rope? I mean, rope is really valuable. True. Ugh. So you untie it if you can. So uh, I'm going to try and untie it. And if I can't, I'll cut it. At least that's what I'd like to attempt to do. And so as you're obviously freeing him, he seems very thankful. Um, but he's like murmuring to himself. He says... When, when Alistair took George out of the woods, we should we should we should have just gone with him. Indeed, hindsight is twenty twenty. After all, eh, old bean. And I'll uh, cuff him on the shoulder. I'm trying to raise the spirits here, <laughs> you know, give him hope, and, and we're gonna get out of this. You'll see. It'll says, be okay. Did you did, did you see the artists? They they took them away, and they haven't brought them back. Uh, the artists, yes, uh, well, they're, they're fine. They're fine. I lie. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem there enough to really question what you're saying at this point. Yes, we, we have, we have to get out of here. We do. And for that, I'm going to need your help. They say crazy things. They said they were making them one with their God. I don't think that there's... Anything we can do uh, to help them, but we can definitely save ourselves. If we can be in this together, we can prevail and flee with young Jane and young Arthur in tow. Jane looks up at you and she says, is it night? Almost. We need to hurry if we're going to get out of here. Do the dead men come at night? Well, that's something we definitely want to avoid. I don't want to see whatever that is. I'm kind of, uh, I feel like Carl's maybe getting a little more frantic as he's trying to untie <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Brian and they're telling him all this crazy bullshit. Right. <laughs> and so, Go ahead and make a dex check. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> I need to beat a 90 for a dex check. A 90. <laughs> and I roll a 96. Oh, just, oh, damn you, cruel fate. So, dice has rolled mm-hmm. if you're not spending anything no. on it. It just takes longer than you anticipated. They're not really working with you. They seem really out of it, um, scared, you know? And so they're not like where normally in a situation, like someone would kind of like shift to like help you get to the knots and stuff like that. They're like really like, they're just kind of like shaking and like rocking a little bit and not really working with you very well. Man, I need some like, I need a shot of whiskey or something for these folks. Well, I mean, you're using dexterity because you're trying to undo the knots to maintain the rope at this point. Right. So, and it's just not going well for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, no, like I said, I was going to try and it it seemed, you know, time's a factor. Yeah. So, I'm just going to I'm going to slash the ropes. All right. So, you get out your knife and you can cut through the rope. There's no real check required for that. It takes a little bit of time to do it carefully, but you're mm-hmm. fine. Right. Yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone, right. obviously. And you just really have to cut through the rope that's tied <laughs> you know it's since it's like wound and tied off basically like you know <laughs> railroad track yeah. villain style railroad track villain um <laughs> and so you are able to free brian who immediately goes to his son okay so he's gonna start working on uh arthur yes he says calm calm down arthur i okay. need you to stop moving for a second so i can get to this now and let's let's uh free jane next all right, and she sits very stoically. If you want to try your dex check again, uh, you might find it to be a bit easier. Let's try that. Work with me here, girl. Okay. <laughs> Man, 89. Can you believe wow. it? 89 just by the skin of my teeth. So Holy. she doesn't move in a way that makes it difficult for you, mm-hmm. but she doesn't move at all. She just sits there while you work on the ropes and kind of murmurs to herself. Oof. This might be more challenging than I at first thought because, you know, I'm going to need these people to participate in their own rescue if if this is going to be a thing, if we're going to succeed. So uh, she's going to have to walk and run and duck and like, you know what I mean? Right. I, I want to see if, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to ask her if, you know, if she's harmed, if she can walk. So to do so, I'd like to say to her, are you harmed? Can you walk? Yes, I I think I can walk. Splendid. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's get back together with uh, Brian and young Arthur. And but see we're if going we're going to have to, go. to run. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll kind of look at her like... Uh, like what do you mean you know but then sort of disregard that as as a like of course but um if we have to spend the if there's things out there that come at night right Mm -hmm. then we might be best served making our stand here you know then um are you telling me that no, I'm just kind of thinking okay. out loud. Sure. You know, um, as as a player. So she says that. And I, so I'll kind of 
Carl kind of digest that mentally for a little bit and then, you know, turn back to her like, what do you mean? They'll come at night and they're strong. They put him up on the tree and they took me away. What are they exactly? The dead men. That does not sound good. Let's let's share this information with uh, Brian and young Arthur. By the way, young Arthur, how how young is Arthur? Is he just like a derpy little kid, or is uh, he let like me take a look? For a you. strapping fourteen. <laughs> I mean, what's yeah? Now what's that his you situation? can get a better look. Um, let's see. He's I would call him a tween, mm. so a young teenager, okay. but he seems pretty affected by the situation Mm -hmm. his father has successfully untied him but he's just like rocking and crying softly to himself oh no he might be useless really he might just have to sit in the corner and be defended so i'm trying to figure out who can fight you know and and all that but um i i think we should talk with uh with brian the other adult, based on this information we've gotten from Jane. He says, I don't know too much about these dead men that she talks about, but, I mean, they knocked us out and dragged us away, so I know they definitely got some strong guys here. And uh, we were at the artist camp. They, They took all of us. We were just camping you know sitting by the fire for the night and I don't really remember what happened but all of us were here and then last night they they took the artists out said they were going to make them one with their god and they haven't come back okay we have to work quickly and I don't know that now is necessarily the time to flee so we have a decision to make do we flee into the forest or do we make a stand here I think is the first thing we need to decide. So Brian um, looks at you and he says, I, if those strong men come back, I mean, I had a rifle with me. I, I didn't even hear them coming. And like I said, they just, they brought us back here. Like it was nothing. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. You were out in the open. This seems a, a stout building and, if they won't be looking for us, uh, I mean, are they under the, the command of, of of Mr. White out there? Or, or do they just sort of seem to come and maraud? I don't, I don't understand what we're dealing with here. So Mr. White's words kind of echo in your head. The last thing that you heard bef- when he was locking the door, that night is almost here. We'll let them deal with him. Okay. Hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, my instinct is uh is to run. You know, because when you stay on the move, you can survive. But I also seem to remember the artist. You know, sort of stabbed in the side. You know, and fell on his face as though he were fleeing you know, not fighting. Right, right. So he died running away. And that I don't want that to be me. 
So that's fair. This seems kind of a defensible position. So in spite of my better instincts, I'm going to suggest that we try to uh, last the night here. Thank you, Maisie. Okay. So you convince them to wait. And because in, they don't have weapons or anything anyway. Well, for now. But uh, in in preparation for that, so right now I have the lantern kind of sat in the middle of the room on the floor. Is okay. there like a hook or a nail or something like that on the wall or um, a ceiling beam or similar that I can hang it from so that it illuminates the whole room more adequately? Um, there isn't one set up, no. Okay. It looks like this room was built very makeshift, really as a holding place, and it was built to be dark. And there's no shelf or anything no. like that, nothing, not even like a barrel or a stack of anything no. I can put the lantern on? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I think that, um, hmm. I don't want to assume Jean can't fight, can't or won't, you know. I'm going to assume Arthur is just kind of shell-shocked at this point and is going to be kind of useless. Okay. But let, let's just see if we can marshal our forces, you know. We're going to have to defend ourselves. Can you fight? I'll just say to the whole group all at once. All right. Brian says, I, I don't know what other choice we have. I, I'll definitely stand with you. I mean, the alternative is whatever they did to those artists. Right. Take this. I'll unsling the shotgun. Do you know how to use this? You said you had a rifle before. This should be very similar. Uh, yes, I, I should be able to do that. It's fully loaded. Please be careful. Uh, safety's on, so make sure that you're aware of that before you use it, and Godspeed. And I'll give him the, uh, the three extra shells as well. Okay. So he takes them, kind of gets situated, and then Jane says, I need something. I can't let them take me or do what they did to the other. And what do you mean by that exactly? You need something for what? I need to defend myself. Mm, Splendid. Uh, Well, I think the best I can do is this. And I'll give her my bowie knife. Okay. When she kind of grips it in both hands. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, pointy bit, sharp bit, (laughs) like, you know, ward off, whatever. Uh, Okay. And what else? And Arthur's just kind of, Nothing. He's, he's like scrambled a bit behind his dad. He's uh, a little bit more coherent, co- cogent at this point, mm-hmm. um, but kind of wild-eyed. Okay. <laughs> I just had the most awesome idea because I'm looking for somewhere to put the lantern so it doesn't get kicked over. Right? Okay. Yeah. But there's nowhere. There's yeah. nothing to hang it on. There's nothing to put it on that's not on the ground. Right. So I have this brilliant idea that I'll give the lantern to Arthur and say, like, you know, and task him with holding it so that it doesn't get kicked over. Okay. And he has to, like, make sure that he holds the lantern so we can see 
uh, while we're, you know, throughout the night. Right. So he, like, grips the kind of handle of it, like, white knuckles it, mm-hmm. and he's, like, holding it. And he actually stands. Oh, good. Maybe that'll help. And it gives him, if it gives him the light source, maybe that'll help, you know, calm his nerves. And you can see like that, that everyone holding a weapon, standing in the light of the lantern, feels a little bit braver. Hmm. It's like you'd roll hmm. 1d4, please. <laughs> okay. Here we go. One. <laughs> One sanity. Returned. One sanity. You know, every little bit helps. True. Because especially given that I was down to 15. Like, yeah. And why do I give you sanity? Because you're probably going to lose some. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's good to know. Yeah. You're good. At the very least. All right. So you are waiting. And you can almost feel the passage of time. And this building is almost, it's kind of light proof. Um, So you can't really tell when the light truly fades. But after a while, you hear the key in the door. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. It's going to unlock it. Okay. Um... Is there a way to um, prevent the door from being unlocked? Like, if it's a door in a house and someone puts the key in it, you know, and they go to turn it, you can hold the little, like, you know, switch that you turn on the inside to lock it. And, and you know. And it seems that the door only locks from the outside. Okay. So that's just kind of like a blank. Right. Face. Yes. On the inside. But do you have the locksmith skill? No, I don't. But I have a firearm skill, and we're way past uh, the point here. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to damage the door at all. So if a guy wants to unlock it or whatever else, I mean, um, I make the decision in this moment right here that as soon as I have a clear shot, I'm going to take it. All right. And... Close the door and lock it again. I can't lock it from the inside. Shit. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to shoot through the door either to prevent him from unlocking it because that might that that would damage it, you know? Right. Um hmm. I don't think I have a choice. I have to make a snap decision here and I decide to, uh, you know, shoot at the man through the door and, uh, and yell at him, you know, you leave that door be. All right, go ahead and, and roll, roll your weapon skill. Here we go. 19. All right. Uh, that is a hard success for firearms handgun. Okay. So the sound, the location of the lock makes it clear where whoever is on the other side would be. So you are able to easily take a shot at that location if mm-hmm. that's what you're looking to do. Right. Um, and so you fire your handgun. Yes. Through the door. 
mm-hmm. um, striking whoever's on the other side. And you hear sounds that seem to indicate that something is hit, but there's no like cry of pain or anything like that. There is a stagger. Um, so you hear someone kind of scuttling back, um, but then walking towards the door once more, and then you hear the key in the lock. That's not good. But I would like you to go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Um, this Colt 45 works every time and does some pretty decent damage to the tune of 1d10 plus 2. 9 plus 2, 11 damage. Okay. It was great. That roll, it teetered on one and then fell over to nine. I was so happy. Okay. All right. So you hear um, another voice, like as the key is still, like you hear the key in the lock once more. Um, and you hear a voice, not the one closest to the door, so you don't think it's the one that you actually hit. But he says, Ah, oh, August, that will take many nights to heal. Ha, ha, they can be hurt. All right, so the key's in the lock. Okay, let's let's just keep, I mean, you know, I need to make good on my threat here. You know? All right, well, you went first. Your dex is very high. But they get to go next. Makes sense. So the door will open unless there's something that you want to do otherwise. I don't think there's anything else I can do. I mean, I assume it swings outward and there's nothing in here to brace it with. And besides, if there were, it's kind of too late to try and do that now. Right. All right. So. So the door opens and what you see outside at first glance as your eyes adjust to the moonlight Although you have lantern as well, but it's like kind of like, you know, area. Um, seems two guys, two men. Um, but as the light hits them and as your eyes adjust, you can see that their clothes are something out of time. Mm. Um, and you can see the gaping hole in the chest of the one that you obviously shot through the door who has just opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that their flesh is pallid and lifeless. And these faces are right out of your dream. I need you to make a sanity check. Oh no, not another sanity check. Okay. Gotta beat a 22 boys. Um, that is a seven. So. So you do it? Hooray. Yes. I make my sanity check. So something in your mind screams like, these men are dead. Hmm. But you just push that down. You're still going to lose one sanity because that's still terrifying, especially hmm. since you actually recognize these men. These hmm. are the faces you saw in your dream. Okay. But. You're kind of pushing that aside right now. You're just mushing that in the face away from your current state. Okay. And And so he stands clearly in the doorway, hole in chest. What would you like to do? So just to be fair, I thought my current score was 22. It was actually 16. So I don't know if I said that correctly a second ago, but a seven still beats that. Right, right. But 
just to just for accuracy's sake. Right. So I'm down to 15 now. So okay. I don't, I don't know if I, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if at first you don't succeed, um, shoot it again. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's just keep shooting until, you know. All right. And you get one shot per round. Is that how it works for your let's weapon? Let's see here. Attacks. I have one with a three in parentheses. Okay. So I don't know what that means. Right. So you get to make one shot. Okay. Yep. So I can make another shot now. Yeah, it's your turn. And Go what a, what about um, what about Brian? The door is open, so he'll get a turn this round. Okay. All right, nineteen. So that is a hard success. That's almost an extreme success. So. Um, I'd like to see what happens if I make that. Can you use luck to to make an extreme success? Is that you can't? Uh, yes, you can use luck on a combat roll. You just can't push a combat roll. Got it. So I can modify this to a sixteen with three points of luck and have an extreme success. Right. If I understand it correctly. Yes. Let's do that. One, two, three. Okay. All so right. with almost unnatural speed the creature seems to move as if to avoid your shot what? however your aim is true and your focus is sharp right now because you're in survival mode right however meta if you had not gone to an impale on this one, he actually would have dodged it because he got a hard success on his dodge. Whoa, that was that was a good call on my part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are doing an impale, which means max damage plus your roll. Okay, so I roll damage anyways. Right. And then I just add 12 to it, basically. Yes. Ooh, nice. Okay, so that's four plus two is six, plus 12 is 18. Okay. So you level your pistol with Mm -hmm. his face, Mm -hmm. squeeze the trigger, and like blackish ichor kind of sprays out behind him, and the body falls to the ground. Mm -hmm. The other man moves in. Oh, no. All right. Um, He is brandishing a knife. Uh Uh-oh. A knife very similar to the ones that you saw on the table Mm -hmm. in the the old cabin. Yeah. Um, So what would you like to do? I I mean, he he used his turn to move in to the the cabin. Okay. Um, So how many shots have I fired so far? That's three. That's the second one in this round. That's the second one only. Okay. Yeah. So I have um, five left, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how I loaded this here. I mean, my ammo on my Colt 45 says seven, you know. Oh, you did an attack. Oh, he's doing a attack. Okay. So he's, yeah, you don't, you already shot this round, so you don't get to try to dodge or anything. So he's just going to go in and try to slash at you. Okay. All right. He is going to fail. Ooh, lucky for me. All right. So he has to get like kind of past the body of his fallen compatriot 
um, and he takes a wild slash at you and you are able to move out of the way, um, even though he's not the one that you've been focusing on. Brian's going to take a shot with the shotgun. Okay. All right, his, ooh, ooh. You hear to your ears the very characteristic sound of failure oh. in the shotgun. Oh, no. <laughs> um, luckily, it doesn't, there's no weird backfire or anything like that. It just seems not to produce a projectile. I see. Okay, that'll happen. That'll happen, man. And he starts to swear, damn it, damn it. And he's like trying to clear the weapon, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jane's eyes go wide as the man enters the doorway. She seems to recognize him. Mm hmm And she screams and lunges forward with the knife. Oh, good on Jane. That's great. You know, I was worried that her whole... Her whole thing about like I can't let them take me. I need something was gonna be like to you know, um, do herself in rather than be took in, right? So to speak. And so, um, when she said I need to defend myself, I was like, good enough. Like you know, your plan is to fight, not to. She doesn't seem a very adept fighter, <laughs> so you know she it's a wild swing, and then she kind of scuttles back into the corner of the building. But you know, it's something. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back to you. What is your intention for this next round of combat? Well, I'm just, Knowing I'm, that there's a man with a knife, you do, obviously you can attack, you can try to flee or maneuver, but you do get to go first because you are the fastest and you have a gun. I'm going to try to attack. Okay. That's the best defense in this case. Okay. In my opinion. Go ahead. Here we go. Let the uh, fates smile upon my dice. They do not smile upon my dice. Okay. So that is an 86. But I only need five points of luck to uh, bring that down to just a normal success. So I'd like to do that. You may. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. As you go to level your gun, you line up your shot. It's a little shaky at first, but you feel like you've really zeroed it in the uh, man in quotation marks yeah. moves very quickly and actually draws the blade across your arm oh no holding the weapon Slash. his success was better than yours no of course it was all right so i'm gonna roll some dice you take six damage whoa okay as the knife digs into your flesh and you can almost viscerally feel the ragged, rusty edge of it dragging Ugh. through your tissues. Oh, no. I can feel myself getting tetanus. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. And he, he um, kind of laughs and he says, you will join Glahakai. I don't think I have anything to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, and Brian is going to get that shotgun back in order and try again. Bloop. This dude is just really having a rough time right now. All right. And Jane. Oh, man distracted by uh, his kind of encounter with you, trying to slash at you so you can't shoot him, um, doesn't really pay much attention to Jane as she rushes over and sinks the knife you gave her into his leg and then drags it back out. Oh, nice. Um, And so she's going to roll. What's the damage on the knife? It is 1d8 plus zero. Right. She has the same damage bonus as you, which is zero, so that's fine. So I'll roll her 1d8. Da, da, da. Oh, she has max damage. Good on you, Jane. Well done. Alright. He kind of screams in fury, and we're back to you. What is your intention for this next round? Um, Let's see. I fired three times? Yes. Okay. I need to keep track of this here. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. Four shots left. Okay. And let's shoot him again. I have like all of our pets are farting on me right now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have all the butts. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. This is an extreme success. I rolled a seven. All right. And so let me, I mean, not to be a pooper, but let me just verify that I don't have to ruin your day. All right. No, I'll, I'll allow it. All right. So... You did you say it was an extreme success? Yes. Okay. My little number is sixteen. I rolled a seven. All right, go ahead. So I roll damage. Yes. Okay. So kind of clutching at the wound, which is oozing this black, like tarry substance. Um, like he's like looking over at Jane, who just like slashed through what would be flesh over there which allows you to line up your shot as you are very practiced at doing. Um, so what is your damage? Uh, 10 total. I mean, that's what I rolled. I rolled an 8 plus 2. So, right. Is that plus your max? No, plus max would be 22. Okay. And so once again, like you've learned headshot, right? Right. Um, you pick up so, on that pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you just spray tar across the dirt in front of the quote-unquote storage shed. Um, and you have an opening at this point. There doesn't seem to be anyone else in front of the building. You can see as you kind of look outside, um, the workmen that you saw during the day are slowly moving that glowing, that large glowing blue crystal through the pulley system towards the water. And you can see something rippling under the dark surface of the still lake. 
what would you like to do? Um, so there seems to be another decision to be made here, and it's stop the crystal from getting to the lake or flee from the scene here. Um, and I don't... I don't know that Carl's particularly heroic, but uh, we can split the party. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I'd like to talk to Brian. And Brian, I think, is going to be motivated to get his kid out of here. He looks at me and he says, this is our only chance. Let's go. Yes, yes. You need to take young Arthur and young Jane and flee, flee to the city. Get, get help. Get the sheriff. Get the marshal. Get. <laughs> like, I don't have the skill you do. I didn't get a single shot off on these guys. You need to go with us. You need to protect us. You can do this. You can do this, Brian. I know. I have to stop that crystal from getting to that lake. If you can take these children and get them to safety, they'll be focused on me. I'll be protecting you by running a diversion. It'll work. Trust me. I don't have a choice but to run, but I think you're dooming us to death by not going with us. Oh, goodness. Okay, so he's trying to convince me to go with them. Um, so, oh, man. Oh, so tough. So Carl's kind of torn here. He's looking at the, the crystal getting to the lake. Right. And looking Duh. at the... The duh, path, duh, you know. Okay, we'll, we'll play some sweet music for you so you have some decision music. Maybe. Well, go ahead. I'll start stuff. You, you do your thing. So, looking at the crystal, looking at the path, looking at the crystal, and uh, I think... I'm just going to, I'm going to have to, uh, do my sworn duty because, uh, <laughs> I, I guess that, uh, the, the, the crystal thing, I guess can be dealt with, you know, I don't know, but I feel like it's also kind of the end of the world, you know, if they get it to the lake. Well, what do you want to do? So... I'm going to relate that thought to uh, Brian saying, you know, if we don't stop that crystal, we're all doomed. We're talking about the end of the world here. It's like, you sound just as crazy as they do. We're in a crazy situation, man. Pull yourself together. I've got are to stop it. Are you convincing him? What are you trying to do? Yeah, I'd like to convince him. I'd like to persuade him. Sure to uh, take the kids to safety while I try to stop the crystal from being uh, brought to the lake. I wish my persuade was higher. Sadly, it's not. And I roll a 58 when I needed a 10. So. <laughs> he just shakes his head sadly. And he's like, if we make it back, I'll tell them you were brave. But I think you're foolish. Tell them to send help. Now go. And he grabs his son. And Jane kind of looks at you sadly and follows them. Yeah. I'll give uh, Brian an encouraging slap on the rump. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're always trying to do that in this game. I know, right? I think it's very encouraging because it's, you know, the 20s. Okay. So as you turn towards the lake, you can see the workmen slowly dragging the crystal in that direction. And you see two more of the men, not men forms kind of with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, the rippling of the water of the last time you were at the lake, although you weren't looking at the lake very specifically, to be fair. um, It was still, it was stagnant. Hmm. Fetid, stagnant water. And now it's rippling. It is rippling. Okay. Can I take a moment to reload my my, uh, pistol? Yeah. So it's back up to full capacity. Okay. And you see one of the figures kind of like cock its head suddenly and make a run for the woods in the direction that Brian led the children. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I think rather than try to destroy the crystal... I think destroying the means by which it gets to um, the lake is the best strategy here. Okay. So uh, to do that, I'm going to start by attacking the men that are dragging it to there. Okay. So. um, That's what you meant by means. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could try to shoot the ropes. I could try to shoot the poles. I could try to shoot the crystal itself. I think just use guns for everything. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't have a knife anymore. Jane still has it. I know. So... It's fine. It's fine. You want to hit, do a spot hidden? Yes. I'll try to help you out a little bit. Well, at least I'll give you some options. Here we go. Spot hidden for the win. Okay. Six. Wow. Look at that. Six. Okay. Um, that is a hard success. It's dang near. An extreme success. All right. So with a hard success, you're able to quickly assess the situation. And looking around, you can see slightly behind you at the hole are the supplies that they had been using to excavate the crystal, Hmm. which includes various shovels and pickaxes and a crate of dynamite. Okay. Here we go. Dynamite. Now, I have no idea what skill you use to you know successfully use dynamite (laughs) well using it isn't the problem it would be if you wanted to throw it accurately or something like that otherwise it's a matter of lighting and getting out of the way well the thing with dynamite is that it is uh extremely unstable true um it's not like modern explosives where you can you know burn it with a lighter and hit it with a bat and throw it off a building and it's just it's basically putty until you detonate it with like something like that right so um i don't know if i would know that or not though because if you shoot dynamite it's gonna like explode well what i mean you don't have demolitions as a skill i'm assuming holy crap (laughs) demolitions is a skill no i don't have that as a skill it's like one yeah it's one you can go ahead and roll it in case you recall something or if you think you have a skill that might give you some insight into it i'd also be okay with that yeah i think it's just we'll see okay wow that's a really good roll that's a 15 it's nowhere near what i need but that's still a really good yeah that's surprising so yeah you know that dynamite blows things up when you light the fuse right that's That's all you know about all i know yep 
about it. So, um, they have all that stacked up. How close is this dynamite to the crystal in the hole? Well, the crystal's not in the hole anymore. It's being drugged down the path. Yeah, on the pulley system. So I have to get the dynamite to the crystal. And I'll, well, I mean, what is your intent? I need to stop that crystal from getting to the lake one right. way or another. So you can stop the guys. You can try to destroy the crystal itself, or you can take down the poles. Okay. Um, I think what I'm going to try to do is get this dynamite, get it onto the crystal or near it enough. Okay. And lit, and then move myself away from it far enough so that'll blow myself up, right? And And blow up the crystal that way. And if guys try to put it out or whatever or stop me, uh, shoot them. Okay. So you have a couple of options then. You're Mm -hmm. either running it in lit. Okay. Or you're throwing it. Oh. I have to run. I have to light it, then run. I can't run in, then light it. You can run in and then light it, but there will be six guys plus one of the undead dudes standing right there because they're like pulling okay the thing like gotcha. where the crystal is what's involved with throwing it throw okay mm. throw is very risky and what's involved with uh you know um with r- running backing it in there a lot of dodge lots of dodge that's my best uh <laughs> that's my best case scenario okay so um yeah, if I can get a, a dynamite football and light it up and and then I know I have some yeah. number of seconds to get it to the crystal and get clear. Yeah. So um that's You don't the, know what that number of seconds is because you don't know anything about dynamite. Right. <laughs> but this is the risk. Right. That's yep. yeah, th- this is uh, this is a heroic moment. This is where it all comes together. All right. Because I'm trying my hardest. I would like you to make a dex check to start. Let's start with a dex check. Okay, 31. That is a hard success. All right, then I'd like you to make a luck roll. Let's make a luck roll. I shouldn't have spent so much luck because it would have been higher. (laughs) Here we go. Um, uh, Okay, that is a natural 100 on my luck roll. Okay. So it's you're not lucky. It's okay. All right. You put down your lantern. You need two hands. Hmm. I got the lantern back from uh from Arthur. Yeah. Hmm. All okay. right. It makes oh, sense. Yeah. He just clung to his dad and went off into the woods. Running by moonlight now that they weren't in the pitch black storage shed. Yep. Okay. So, you put down your lantern. You carry a stick of dynamite. It's all happening very quickly. You have your pistol in one hand, dynamite mm-hmm. in the other. Right. You bend down to the, the lantern, light the dynamite, uh-huh. and begin your run. And I feel like that fuse is going to be burning alarmingly fast. <laughs> like, you oh, think yeah. it's going to go tss, like slowly and stuff. It's like, going tss, like holy shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, and the men don't notice you at first because they're busy toiling with this crystal like pulling at ropes around it to like get it to move on this pulley system oh yeah block um, and tackle and whatnot however the undead man 
does notice you. Uh-oh. So he's going to go ahead and take a swipe with his dagger. Ooh. So I'd like you to go ahead and try to dodge. Yeah. Let's dodge it. Now, is dodge a different thing or dodge is just dodge half Dodge is one your of decks. your skills and yeah. it's half your decks. Half your decks. Okay. So I remember that. Yeah. I got that reference. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And three. Yes. I, I extreme success dodged the shit out of that. Okay. We'll see how he did. All right. He only got a regular success, which means you did dodge. Nice. All right. Wow. Three. That's the best I've rolled this whole game is three. That's good. So typically like there's like levels of success determines who wins and who loses basically. And in this case, you actually dodge. Okay. So you move out of the way, Mm -hmm. dropping the dynamite at your feet. Oh, oh, okay. I need you to make another dex check. All right. So um, am I like at the crystal now? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Ooh, okay, gosh, I just closed that distance. A dex check, straight up dex. Here we go. Okay, 65 uh, success. Regular success? Regular success. You start to run for the tree line. Yeah, I'm booking it. But I have to make sure they don't like throw the dynamite away or put it out or whatever. No, so the workers, when they see dynamite thrown at their feet, start to scatter. They're like, screw that, I'm out. Oh, okay, that's handy. The undead guy mm-hmm. follows you. Okay, that's cool too. Okay, I'm good. I'm good with that. Blow up the crystal. <laughs> All right. Hmm. What skill do I think makes the most sense? Let's go ahead and do Constitution. Okay. Constitution check because mm-hmm. I'm I'm sprinting for the tree line. Because there's an explosion behind you. Right. That's why I need a Constitution check. Uh-oh, <laughs> that kind of constitution check. Well, I'm going to hope for the most extreme success possible on this. Okay. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so my constitution is 65. Yes. I rolled 95. Okay, so you failed. So I failed. Right, so the blast carries you forward cool that's actually pretty cool yeah so um i'm gonna go ahead and just roll a little die over here yeah as you hit the ground and kind of tuck and roll i want you to go ahead and roll dodge oh my dodge roll my dodge here Mm -hmm. we go here we go here we go okay 15 fantastic that is an extreme success all right so you are actually able to kind of tuck your body your limbs in and roll with this like throw so and you do not take any damage oh that's fantastic so like basically this like giant hand like shoves me from behind i do this like splayed out (laughs) get flung through the air but then i manage to like kind of recover and tuck right as the ground rushes up to meet me and sort of roll with it right and i take no damage right and you kind of regain your feet like with a tree right in front of you, and now you're scrambling into the woods. <laughs> that kind of thing where you like you roll forward into a tree, and there's like a snapped off limb right there that your nose stops like an inch from. Right. And like breathing all heavy. Whew. Right. You don't have your lantern. Okay. Yeah. No more lantern. No more shotgun. I, I feel like I would have doffed my pack because I needed to run and whatnot. Sure. That makes sense. So all I have right now is. Uh, my pistol 
and you, you know, actually find yourself it. gripping your father's coin in the other hand oh. without even realizing it. You've taken it out of your pocket. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. And you just start to run. Run. Yeah. All right. I need you to make a spot hidden, please. Spot hidden. 28 is the role to beat, boys and girls. 11. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> You're so excited. You're just punching <laughs> microphones. Know, right? <laughs> Hooray. Uh, that is an ex- not an extreme. That's a hard success. Okay. You notice the man following you. The man. I need you to make a luck roll. Okay. To see how he came out of the explosion. Let's see. See what kind of that situation is going to look like. Here we go. Let's hope for missing limbs and such. Uh, eight. Holy crap. I mean, my luck is at 42 right now. So eight is really good. That's actually excellent. So looking back, you see this undead man behind you. Okay. You see, but what you see beyond him, because he's backlit. All right. So you know there was an explosion. Boom. You didn't really see what happened. True. There is this like super crazy blue light just like illuminating the entire area. Wow. Um, You see like shards of glass crystalline structure kind of strewn about um, the dig site. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the lake, you see... A tendril what? extending from the water. No. And a screech of rage Ugh. as the water bubbles and then kind of subsides and nothing. And the undead thing seems to be having trouble keeping caught up with you. It seems weakened. It seems injured. You're not sure, but it's not moving as quickly as you are right now. Okay. What would you like to do? Keep running. All right, so I'm going to need you to make a track roll, please. See if I don't get lost in the woods. Or maybe if I can tag up with uh, Brian, Arthur, and Jane. Let's see. Track, track, track. Oh, tracking is just atrocious. I know. 75. Not going to get there. Okay. By any means. You are, at this point, basically running... West and south. Yeah. As best you can. Away. (laughs) You don't know. You can't really tell if you're on a good path or a trail. You don't know which way Brian took the the children. Right. Like, you have no idea. You're just getting away. Right. All right. So you are making your way away from the dig site in a southwesterly direction. And before too long, you find yourself at the artist camp. Oh, oh. So you know you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, there's familiar. We right. get further away. I need you to make another spot hidden, please. Spot hidden. Here we go. Uh, 52. So no dice. Okay. You're still just scrambling. Mm-hmm. I need you to make another track. Track. Maybe I'll succeed on this one. You never know. Let's see what happens. 14. Uh, I mean, I'm real close. I could burn some luck here. Yeah, let's burn some luck. All right, check your track. One, two, three, four. 
and check track. Okay. Track checked. All right. You take a second to calm yourself down. You've just been running Mm. in the moonlight. It's dark. You're in this. Now what you know is a camp where the inhabitants were attacked, dragged to the lake, impaled Mm. on spikes as some sort of offering to whatever that thing was that you saw in the water. Mm -hmm. And you calm your breathing you let your heart rate kind of normalize for a second and you can see the like broken, like the the stamped down grasses and broken twigs of people moving in the right direction towards town. And you think this might be Brian's trail. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you follow it. Let's follow that. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So you continue to run in that direction mm-hmm. and... You catch up with them. What? It's just that easy, boys and girls. <laughs> and he says, I I saw an explosion. I, I didn't, wasn't sure you'd make it. That was me. I've made it. Let's get out of here. All right. So you guys continue to run. Um, I'd like you to make another luck check, please. Luck. Down to 38 luck. 17. As luck would have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are not followed. Mm. Um, you continue to run. You um, find your way kind of past the place where old Eugene was stashed. Okay. But Eugene's not moving. Oh, no. Do you want to stop and investigate or do you want to keep keep going? Yes. We need to stop to investigate. The rifle's where you left it, mm-hmm. leaning against a tree. Okay. Away from the hidey hole. Uh, I mean, okay. I'll just kind of leave it there. I'm not really sure. good with rifles. That's fine. So. And no approaching the the hidey hole, mm-hmm. you see um, Eugene laying against the rock, a familiar knife wound, um, blood pooled no. around him. Oh, he got knifed by the undead guys. I need you to make a sanity roll, please. Oh. That's the sound of a die hitting the floor. Here we go. 55. No, not even close. Yeah, no. All right, roll one D4. All right, here we go. One. All right, this isn't the worst thing you've seen tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Mm. And part of you feels just a bit at fault. Right. But I mean, squash it down, (laughs) deal with that later. Just push it way down inside. <laughs> Deal with it later. And then you should make another tracking roll, please. Okay. So much rolling. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, three. <laughs> another <shit>. three. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, man, do you know to make an extreme success when your score is 10, you need to beat a two? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm not going to burn any luck for yeah. that, even though it's super close. No, it, it's, it's a, that's a... It's an extreme success or a hard success, success, I mean. Yeah, so that's close enough for me right now. I'm okay. This area is familiar to you. Um, You know, this is the way you came in. Mm -hmm. So you know how to get back to that original like shootout site where um, you entered the woods. And you basically lead everyone back that direction, which puts you right at the outskirts of town. 
Mm. You're able to get everyone back into town and basically like rush into the police station if you want to. Like, what's your goal at this point? Well, we need to rouse the the town. So if there's any like light source or whatever, like it looks like someone might be up. Well, I mean, there's street lamps burning. And it's not like the middle of the night. Like, I mean, if, if we had our little fight at sunset. It's, it's dark. You guys have been running through the woods for a while at this point. Okay. You're exhausted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there's got to be someone at the police station, like the constable or whatever. I, sure. mean, I don't know, the sheriff's office. I, I really don't remember a whole lot. But, yeah, let's go straight to the, the authorities. All right, so you kind of throw the doors of the police station open. Um, The person at the front desk looks up and then their eyes go wide, especially when they see Jane, but also you're just like carrying a gun. (laughs) Like flailing pistol, (laughs) wild-eyed, twigs and leaves in my hair. So it's kind of a blur from this point, but there's a little bit of like, you getting calmed down to holster your weapon, a blanket being thrown around you, like Jane being brought back, like phone calls being made late at night. Um, And let's go ahead and get this concluded because you have completed this adventure. All right. You were able to save the prisoners. So you're not going to lose any sanity for that. Good. Uh, Jane Strong is rescued. It seems that whatever this being, this Glaakai was, was thwarted. Um, so you are actually going to get a sanity reward. I need you to roll 1d6. 1d6. Here we go. Three. Yeah, right. you know, so you kind of have the self-satisfaction of knowing you stopped something horrible from happening. Mm-hmm. You gain three sanity. Three sanity. Okay. I need you to roll another d6. That puts me up to 18. Nice. Okay, another d6. Mm-hmm. Here we go. A three again. All right. You get another three sanity rewarded to you because you have the self-satisfaction of knowing that you allowed these people to get away from whatever these horrible, mad people were doing. Mm-hmm. You saved the prisoners. Right. Obviously, the next day, there's a big to-do. You're given this pile of reward money. Um, They go back into the woods later on and are able to confirm your, I won't say murder, but, you know, resolution of the Harris situation. Oh, right, right. Yeah, the outlaw leader of the Harris gang, Harris. <laughs> um, you, there are, as you leave the town, because you are pretty keen to get out of there and head towards the university, you find evidence that reaches you over the next days and weeks and months and years rumors of strange things um, in those old woods Um, but not the same rumors that 
people had before. There's no longer rumors of uh, Civil War ghosts haunting the woods and things like that. But you have heard that plans to build a reservoir have been halted for the time being. Um, And you begin to research into strange blue glass. And what you find is evidence that other such crystals have been reported through history in various places around the world. And knowing what they could potentially summon, you begin to become obsessed. Oh, no. An obsession with strange blue glass. Right. And that is where we'll leave Carl off for this Call Cthulhu kind of double adventure. Um, yeah. Wow, that was go. a roller coaster. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting to be that intense, honestly. <laughs> you know, because it's so old-timey and stuff like that. But that, that was really uh, kind of a visceral experience, really, if, if you open yourself up to experiencing it. That was pretty cool. All right. So I guess a little bit of a debrief or whatever so system wise as far as roles and how things work forever what do you think of call of cthulhu there were a lot of ups and downs and you know even though i was rolling um badly in some cases i rolled really well in others so the d100 system i think lends itself to be more forgiving as far as you're gonna fail miserably but you also you know have a, a a broader chance for uh, succeeding quite spectacularly right so I thought that was pretty cool. Right. So there is definitely that part of it. Um, there's, I like the D100 system. Like you said, it kind of gives more latitude for what can happen. It's uh, not as cut and dry as a lot of D20 systems. The lack of modifier makes it very straightforward. You know immediately if you succeeded or failed. There's no math involved in it. Yeah, it seems to keep it popping yeah. because so of that. It moves pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I would say for being solo, I mean, there are a couple of things I adjusted since you're the only player in the game, mm-hmm. but even so, I was actually surprised that you survived as well as you did. <laughs> Not me too. I was expecting to die. So I kind of went into it with that. Like, it's like, well, you know, if I go out, at least it'll be, uh, heroic. So I was, I was kind of okay with that. The fact that I actually lived was just icing on the cake. And um, another thing that kind of jumped out at me about this was I had, you know, I was purely physical capability with almost no social capability. Yes. And I was able to make it through the whole thing like that. And it just makes me wonder if the opposite would be true. If I was purely social with no physical, would I have stood any kind of chance? So a couple of things to be aware of, just since we can talk about some of the things that you've missed in the adventures and the other things that could have happened and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can definitely talk your way through um, like the gate at the dig site. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can talk your way through the manager guy there. Oh, uh, Um, Carl White. Yes. And... You sort of did that towards the end before they shoved you into the the building and stuff Uh, like uh that. Um, Depending on the time of day that you get there, like if you had gotten there earlier where it wasn't as close tonight, they would have tried to tie you up and leave you there, which would have given you more opportunity to get loose before the undead guys show up. Right. Only two of the undead guys showed up to deal with you. 
Um, there were four of them total. Their cabin had a trap door that you didn't notice with your spot hidden checks. Oh, right. And you got there during the day. So you mm. actually would have found their coffins, basically, which oh. would have given you an opportunity while they were slumbering to do something if you wanted to. Oh, okay, I would have found them like their phylacteries, so to speak, their horcrux. Well, their bodies. Their bodies. While they're sleeping during right. the day, I could have maybe uh, coup de grace them or similar. Right. Okay. Obviously, a lot of sanity issues with that path as well but you know if you were a high sanity high social like magic kind of guy instead of a runny dodgy shooty right. kind of guy you, you still had a chance right um okay. worst case scenario if you stayed prisoner they would have just dragged you to the beach when they were putting the crystal there and then you would have had to deal with the lesser elder god <laughs> guy <laughs> so probably for the best that you didn't go to the water at that time yeah that would have been i think that would have just been bad you I could have know. taken the artist off of the spines they were kind of revivable and you could have gotten more information from them and tried to save them as well what? but that would have also caused a lot <laughs> of complications because the act of removing the spines leads to a lot of screaming yeah and pain, which attracts attention okay <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I can't really feel bad for that, you know. Yeah. I mean. No, I mean, I'm just saying there are a lot of branches there. Right. I mean, if I'd have had a higher sanity, I you know, uh possibly could have passed that and instead of, you know, fleeing into the woods, I could have done something cuz that that was beyond my control. Right. I failed my sanity roll and I just fled blindly. Um, destroying the crystal, that was what one of your luck checks was to do is to see if you actually damaged it or mm -hmm. not. Um, which you did, which also, because the undead are powered by their connection with Glaokai, who is in turn powered by the crystal, um, that made your escape pretty much possible. Okay. It probably wouldn't have happened otherwise. The cool, th I really like systems that have luck because it's kind of, it works on both sides. For me, it's like, okay, did your random take the dynamite in plan actually work? That's a luck. Um, for you, it'd be like, hey, looking around, can I find blah? Like the shotgun shells thing. Right. That was luck, mm -hmm. whether or not there'd be there. So it's not, sure, they would have some. It's, well, are you lucky? <laughs> Did, are there some there? You know, and so I kind of like that system as well. Yeah, that adds a nice little X factor to it that can kind of sway something one way or the other that would otherwise be sort of you know a binary thing well and it makes it because it you have a system by which you can move some of your roles by spending luck but knowing that when you spend luck your luck roles are going to be more likely to fail hmm. so like it puts in a system where the players have to decide if it's worth it to spend luck at certain points as well. I did get the feel of that. Like, do I want to spend luck to make this happen? Right. And there were cases where I was like, you know what? It will be worth like a whopping eight luck points, you know? Cause I don't want to get into too much percentage or whatever. But like when I did that, I went like pretty far down. I went from like 48 to 40 on right. that one right. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that you know, spending luck wisely as a resource adds adds a level of strategy that is fun as well. Right. 
where um because you don't want to fall into that thing you know like where you're playing skyrim and you're like i might need this potion and then like you beat the game and you just have chest upon chest upon chest of potion that you never use because you're saving it for the ultimate battle so on the one hand i was kind of saving luck for the ultimate battle but i was also like i'm not going to make it to the ultimate battle if i don't spend a little bit here and there right so that was that was actually really cool. And over the course of a campaign, especially luck and its ebb and flow can become much more of a driving force for certain decisions. Hmm. Um, and obviously, if you're in a group situation, if you have to make a luck roll as a group, it's the lowest person's score that's huh. rolled against. Oh. So wow. okay. it makes it for like some group management of should we spend luck or not becomes more important as well. Wow. Yeah, that does that does make a big difference. Um, and so definitely in a group that kind of leads to a little bit more of that kind of tension okay. um, too, mm. which you don't experience as much as a solo player, although you definitely have other tensions and stressors to deal with with your limited skill set limited health trying to do these things on your own that's something i didn't even think about how this would change in a group setting so that's uh that i mean that that's just a horse of a completely different color that it would add more depth i think to the game in ways like you've described with the luck thing and everything right all right well I guess this is where we'll wrap up for now for Call of Cthulhu. This was our last piece of the adventure for Carl. So we'll be moving on to a new system next time. Um, We're trying to go in alphabetical order for the games we've kind of lined up. Um, Officially, I think our next game is Dungeons & Dragons. D&D. Which I know you're familiar with, but it'll be a solo play version of it. And we'll actually be looking at Eberron as a setting yeah we can really get in the paint too um with that that may or may not be thrown off a little bit i'm trying to decide if i want to sneak delta green in there i know it's still cthulhu but alphabetically that's where it would go i just have Mm. to look and with our current patreon status see if that's a a rule book we can we can throw in there to make it work Mm. but if we can't Mm -hmm. we'll do D first and maybe find a, a spot for it later okay but If you guys want to see us play Delta Green, um, definitely consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings. Your support there means that it's much easier for us to get new cool settings and rule books and even equipment as we can expand our podcast, perhaps add additional players and have the microphones to do that. Um, otherwise it's a place where we do post neat content. There are secret special episodes for character creation and things like that, as well as weekly random characters that you can use in your games with backgrounds and adventure hooks. Um, we're also on Twitter and if you're into cool gameplay videos on the internets, um, Rengu has a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash I believe it's uh, slash uh, C slash Rengu, R-E-N-G-U. But the channel name is Rengu, regular, everyday, normal gamers union. And it's all about playing games the way normal humans do rather than extreme Twitch 
crazy people. Um, so it's really neat. Uh, and he has a lot of cool like, Far Cry and Division stuff. And as Division 2 comes out, you'll see a lot of that stuff there, too. Looking forward so to that. keep an eye out. And thank you guys so much for listening to our Call of Cthulhu adventure. Yeah, thanks. That was great.